0: It's Warhorse and Warhorse's Pal Boner. And we're here to tell you that you're listening to the uh, Rough House podcast with Marty and Kristoff. You know, Marty the Mangler and Kristoff uh, the uh, Jack. Uh, no, nah, nah, I don't want to say that. But I'm glad you're here. Glad you're ready to listen to this shit. Clean out your ears. Shut your mouth. Open your eyes. Because it's time for that good, sweet podcast. Behold. A podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Roughhouse Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rough House
1: Podcast, episode number 288, recorded on August
2: 21,
1: 2022.
2: Hello, I am Marty. And I am Christoph, and uh, thank you very much for, for clicking and at least getting this far, so it should have at least registered a, a spin for us, so uh, <laughs> you and the 11 compatriots of yours who, who click on this every week, uh, it's on much appreciated.
1: Spotify. On Spotify. <laughs> it's, it's on multiple avenues.
2: Well, sure, yeah, but I mean, I'm pretty sure on the on the Podbean it aggregates from everywhere, right? You know, I don't know. I don't know if it if it does that. That's a great question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would be really question. depressing if that's true.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, look, folks, uh, last week was was uh, a little bit more quiet of a week in professional wrestling. So this week decided it's going to throw everything at us. We had uh, Intrigue. Uh, we we had a, 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 a G1 final. We had the closure of an entire brand. But most importantly, I think, Chris, we need to start – with uh, a, a promo this week that came out uh, a promo okay. that occurred that that sent reverberations across the internet and made people start to wonder if someone who they considered one of the important stars in their wrestling fandom wasn't everyone who they thought they would be i'm going to go ahead and hit play on it right now
0: hello everybody heartbreak Kid Shawn michaels here first of all i want to thank everybody for making nxt heatwave a huge success Huge. However, it was not without its setbacks. Unfortunately, Zoe Stark sustained an injury during her NXT Women's Championship match. It has also come to my attention that Nikita Lyons is medically unavailable.
1: By that, he means, of course, she couldn't cross the border because she's not vaccinated.
0: Therefore, oh, yeah, no. after conferring with Adam Pearce, he and I have decided to replace those two ladies with the former NXT Tag Team Champions, Gigi Dolan and J.C. Jane of Toxic Attraction. Ladies, good luck in tonight's WWE Women's Tag Team Tournament.
1: Does Sean have dental work like what that it sounded like his teeth were were attempting to jump out when he said yeah Toxic a little, loose,
2: little loose, loosey-goosey in there yeah uh, yeah it was not we'd, great uh, a or not pediatric with dental no. what's the what's the, i don't know it's an infomercial that airs <laughs> during the days between all the medicare commercials <laughs> yes
1: uh
2: for the denture denture cream
1: something polydent like polydent yeah that's polydent fun. that's that's I the one there. where they put it on their finger and then they hold it onto the glass um, yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, it's to
2: keep the uh, the the noshers in there. Yeah, <laughs>
1: Sean, letting us know the one six mafia was not going to be crossing the border into Canada. <laughs>
2: uh, well. Did they have two cameras on them, one for each eye? Or <laughs> it certainly looked just... like
1: it, because he sure as shit wasn't looking at the one in front of him. Uh, but no, no, no. That was not the promo that everyone is talking about. Although, let me tell you, that was a hard watch. As, I had some um,
2: words. Yeah.
1: You, you and I both, uh, longtime Shawn Michaels guys, uh, that was a Man. rough, rough watch.
2: As, I mean... A lot of guys have done a lot to dwindle their legacies in the world of pro wrestling. Looking at you, Ric Flair, Undertaker, uh, Glenn Jacobs, you know, the list goes on. Yeah,
1: At most, Sean has turned into a goofy dad.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I think it all kind of started... With the Saudi payday, uh, (laughs) and that match, and you know, then you know, coming on to NXT, and we've made a lot of fun about his, you know, uh, have I become too violent for this staring at the hands, uh, garbage that he's inflicted or had inflicted, or I guess continues to inflict upon the, um, the trainees in NXT. Uh, I mean, look, there's certainly been worse, um, more egregious uh, things that have been done mm-hmm. by uh, former wrestlers. See the aforementioned list, but as I held Shawn and you as well held Shawn Michaels in such high regard, it, it yeah. kind of hurts a little bit to see him just kind of doping around and not, you know, sitting back enjoying his money somewhere.
1: Right, right. I mean, and look, uh, I I think he's probably one of the best guys that can have teaching people. So I'm not, I'm not okay. gonna. I'm not going to take that away, but I don't know if an on-screen role is really appropriate for Sean at, at this point, especially when you look at Sean when he retired, even, yeah. versus Sean now. Uh, Which yes, retirement? Uh, <laughs> the, the, the the retirement against The The, role, the retirement, yes. okay. Um, right. Not the, oh, I'm going to go ahead and get a payday and shave my head and look weirdly like Nick Gage. Not that era. Uh, the, the the one against The Undertaker. But anyway, that was not the promo I was talking about. The promo I was talking about was this one, which kicked off Dynamite on Wednesday.
0: Haven't been here in some time, and I got some business Ooh. to attend to. Some things very, very important. Yeah. Some things not so important. I want to get the not-so-important things out of the way. Where are we? Where are we tonight? There's somebody that's from around these parts.
1: Someone did the math, seven
2: hours. Yeah, I was gonna say they're not close at all. No.
0: That I would like to challenge to a rematch, and I would like to do it right here, right now, for you beautiful people. Beautiful. Uh hangman Adam Page.
1: And that crowd response is genuinely like, oh, shit, this is where we're going, which well, is a it goddamn thing. Well, also that like the
2: commentator's response is <laughs> yeah. little, huh? what? Yeah.
3: You want that rematch? You got it right here, right now. Let's go. What the? What? Is Our Punk even cleared?
0: <laughs> I don't know. We have never got that confirmed, yay or nay. And I don't even know. Do we know that... Uh, Hangman is
2: here. He's taking a he's taking a cowboy yeah, shit in the back. Does. Yeah.
0: And nothing. Well, this is the first time we've heard from Punk since that match. First on time. My summons exactly. Now on to the important things. That's not cowboy shit, that's coward shit. Mm.
1: Okay. okay. So. Yeah. Punk kicks off Dynamite. He is in the ring to do a promo to uh, build to his match with John Moxley, and and I have the rest of the audio of this, so we could break that down if you choose. But uh, he decides, for the first oh, let's call that a minute plus of his mm-hmm. promo, to challenge Hangman Page, a uh, a challenge that was not cleared. A challenge that was not scripted. A challenge that was not planned. And, of course, Hangman doesn't go out there, because it's not the plan. Mm-hmm. And, in turn, he gets... Pardon the pun. He gets punked on live television for not coming out to have a match.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah it's pretty and shitty.
1: As has subsequently come out. Uh, it wasn't the plan. That was CM Punk going into business for himself. Uh, that was CM Punk deciding to uh, follow up with a receipt from this promo on the road to Double or Nothing.
3: ...say about you, the more I realize it's exactly what you would do. And I don't think fighting your hatred, your pettiness, your cowardice was more of the same. I just, I don't think it's the right thing to do. But I will tell you face-to-face, man-to-man, how I feel about you. I don't hate you. I almost pity you. And I have no respect for you and what you've done since you've gotten here. You won this AEW World Championship. You want it. I don't think you understand what it means to be a champion after all these years. I don't think you get it. Because it's not just about what happens in this ring. It's what happens when that red light turns off. What happens when you go back through the curtain, those small, quiet. Moments when you think no one's watching That's what makes a champion You talk a big game about workers rights. Yeah, well you've shown the exact opposite since you've gotten here
1: Twisting the knife on that one I love this
3: place. I care about this place. This is my home. And this Sunday at Double or Nothing, I will not, I will not be defending this championship against you. No, for the first time in my life, I will be defending all elite wrestling from you.
1: So, yeah. At the time, I, I just thought that was in story.
2: Sure, and it made sense with the story that they were telling uh on air in promos in the build to the match and it doesn't i mean obviously punk's notorious for uh uh let's see uh having a thin skin let's call he it has a
1: thin skin and he's notorious for stirring the pot uh punk right from his ring of honor days. Yeah. has been uh best described as an enfant terrible like he is he is a sh- an absolute brother? yes exactly that's him okay uh right. he's liquid snake <laughs> uh, he he uh for as much good as he does he does good for those on his side
2: Right. Yeah. And uh, you can ask uh, one Colt Cabana about how it feels like to be on the opposing side of one right. uh, Phil Brooks here. Right. Which was another wrinkle of this whole story um, yeah. that that had come out since. But what Punk did to Hangman seems kind of incong- incongruous, incongruous, uh, yeah, yeah. not equal <laughs> yeah. to, to the words that Hangman said about Punk. Yeah, in, because in what, what
1: what Hangman was saying – even if it had a touch of reality to it, it came from a place of storytelling and and the best storytelling in professional wrestling for as much as I roll my eyes at, oh, you want to shoot? Here's a shoot, brother. You know, I, I well, that's I, the second part
2: of Punk's promo,
1: Right, exactly. Uh, as much as I roll my eyes at a lot of that, the, the best storytelling in wrestling is when you blur the line. Yeah. And that's what Hangman's entire deal felt like to me. And I I sit here, admittedly, as a big fan of Hangman Adam Page and a big fan of what he does. And you and I talked about you know back in May when this happened, like shit that that's my world champion right there. Yeah. you know, getting all fired up. Um, and I liked that that edge to him. Uh, but Punk comes out and he does this, and at the time I was like, this is an interesting wrinkle. But knowing subsequently thereafter. You know, uh, between the reporting of uh, – because everyone and their brother has been reporting more and additional details uh, between The Observer, between uh, Fightful, between PW Insider, between PW Torch, understanding that that promo led to a uh, behind-closed-doors meeting between Hangman, Punk, and Tony Khan. Why this took three months to come out, I have no idea, but yeah. we, we, we have that. Yeah. Um, Knowing that apparently Punk had told people he would not job to Hangman, uh, which is a very I mean, Shawn Michaels thing to do, to bring that full circle.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. For, definitely for a guy is. who who loves being Bret Hart, he sure pulled a Shawn there. Um, yeah, Bret did
2: the business, or at least agreed to do the business yeah. until the business was done to him.
1: <laughs> and, and and the way it was put in The Observer is, is at least th- through the top talent, there is... Uh, a sense of things boiling underneath the surface. I know that when AEW was started and and granted, you know, one of the people has subsequently left, but the vision of the bucks, Omega Cody and hangman was to build a locker room, to build a business that was devoid of this drama that was devoid of, Of of these sort of backstabby old school, I'm going to put myself over while making you look bad, and you can't get your heat back. Sort of moves.
2: Yeah, well, when you bring in a bunch of people who worked at a company where this was commonplace, and these people worked there for so long, they're going because this is what they know. They're going to bring it along with them. Exactly, and that apparently is where the divide is in the locker room of the, the AEW originals and the ex WWE guys, according to whichever report you read. Yeah. Um, but I, I I don't know if every ex WWE guy is kind of like that. I mean, Punk, surely the loudest and most high profile, absolutely. But I I can't imagine a Brian Danielson kind of. You know, well, it's been going said that, that Danielson way.
1: is is kind of a bully backstage, but apparently he's a bully in a fun way. Uh, you know, he'll he'll challenge people to do
2: squat competitions with him and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like, not he's not gonna you know call somebody very jock-ish out on live TV, in terms of that. Yeah, which, yeah. Which is odd because I wouldn't see him as as the jock archetype. Um, yeah. You know, he's an yeah. amazing athlete, right? But there's you know athletes and jocks. You know, there's, there's a yeah, uh, yeah. certain line in the sand there. Um, Mox. I don't know. Like, I feel like Mox was so fed up with all that bullshit at WWE mm-hmm. that, you know, maybe some some of it seeped through with him. Um, uh, I, I'm trying you know, like Miro hasn't done really enough to have that be a thing. Uh, the only other guy I can think of a- is Jericho. Well, yeah, I was was working my way up to him. But, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, he's the guy who has Seen and done it all. He's been in locker rooms all over the world, where for all these different promotions, been at the top, been at the bottom, been in the middle. Done it, you know. He, his his resume speaks for itself, and you know we've been on this podcast many times speaking about some of the uh, backstage and personal problems with with a Jericho. Uh Um, So that's certainly believable, Um, but I feel like. Even though they have brought in a lot of ex WWE guys, they're still outnumbered by mm-hmm. non people who had not spent any time in WWE.
1: Right, right. Um, and you know the the, the promo that followed. Uh, you know, again, I have the audio, but why why bother? Playing yeah, through everybody's
2: yeah, everybody yeah. Everybody's everybody probably heard it by this point. Um, there were some good barbs thrown back yeah. between both guys. I mean, you know. Mox uh, held his own against Punk in the in the promo battle. And, you know, if if it was an ad lib uh, by Punk, I, I will give him credit when when Mox said he was the heart and soul of, of AEW. It seemed like an ad lib. Uh, and when Punk said, you be the heart and soul, I'll be the dollars and cents. Yeah. If that was uh, off the top of his head, then then kudos because that's a great fucking line. Oh
1: yeah, no, no disagreement. Like the 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 entire Punk Moxley bit was compelling storytelling. Yeah, um, it made me want to see this match. I did not expect that it's going to be on Dynamite on Wednesday, which <laughs> I we, we we will talk about that when we get into yeah the, we talk about where not... you think that's going to go.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Um. But. Uh, <sighs> it it just seems like such a cheap shot and for a guy who is literally celebrating a year in AEW as of this right. week what a regression in a lot of ways you know i i i, I in another time i could have conceivably seen myself saying like you know, coming on to the, the show this week, be like, oh, you know, we're, he's celebrating a year and what an amazing year it's been, you know, hell of a comeback. And he's really defined himself by working and putting over, you know, younger talent, blah, 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 blah. This leaves a really bad taste in my mouth. It,
2: it, what it does is it stirs up a lot of memories. <laughs> yes. And not good ones. No, no, not not good, not good ones at all. Um, this is starting to feel like the punk we knew towards the end of his WWE run, right? Uh, and that's not the lasting impression you want to have. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, you, and apparently, and I, I don't know. I, I really grain assault this, but P, there were people who thought he might not show up to Dynamite this past Wednesday. Yeah. Um. Which you know it feels like such bullshit uh, you know yeah, i mean why, I think why would I he have done the return tonight? angle last week you know, week, the, you, know? Uh, you have to you, you need no uh, actual basis to have a thought about something but right. you know of course wrestling twitter takes it and blows it up yeah. um i'm just curious the most important pressing question that we haven't gotten an answer to yet is how does ryan Satin feel about all this
3: <laughs>
2: yeah that's that's
1: exactly who i want to hear from anyway speaking of <laughs>
3: The World
0: Wrestling Federation, for over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment.
1: You know, it was actually a good week in the WWE, unless you were from Europe. Uh, it was okay. uh, it was a strong Raw. It was a strong SmackDown, Heat Wave. Uh, the NXT special did crazy good ratings uh, at okay. the same time, however. They announced that NXT UK would be, quote-unquote, winding down mm-hmm. and would be replaced next year by NXT Europe. And they decided to follow that up with firing most of the talent who were making up NXT
2: UK. So, uh, correct me if I misread this online. Uh, Tyler Bates showed up at Heatwave with the NXT title. Yes. Or the NXT UK championship. Correct. However... Nobody knew he was the champion because the time where he won it has not yet aired. Correct. It's It's been taped, Amazing. but it has not aired,
1: which tells you Fantastic. the level
2: of care that um, WWE has for the, the UK brand. Dude, they buried the NXT UK show at like 3 p.m. on Thursdays. I mean, I get it. Yeah. It's like prime time in England. Yeah, 8 o'clock in England. But why not just run it on a fucking tape delay here or something like that? Like yeah, at yeah. three o'clock on Thursday. Nobody in the States is going to give a shit about it. noon. If you're on the West Coast, get the right, fuck out of here.
1: Right. Uh, but uh, there, there was a number of NXT UK talents that showed up on Heatwave Beyond, Tyler Bate. Uh, Gallus showed up. Uh, that being the is that like Wolfgang. Uh, yes. Uh, Joe Coffey, Mark Coffee, and Wolfgang. They beat down Diamond Mind. Uh, uh, That's still a thing. Yes. wasn't that a stokely's thing uh it was stokely's thing but it is still a thing okay um, is it still roddy strong uh it is roddy strong but he's on the outs with the rest of the members
2: who the fuck else is in there then
1: uh the creed brothers that that includes the uh, guy Victor? Who did... <laughs> no and, uh... <laughs> but that that includes the guy who who does the the dumbass uh or tried doing the dumbass uh cannonball to the floor Ah. Uh.
2: Yeah. Okay, I think I saw a gif of that. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, it looked like he shattered his legs. Uh, yeah, but it's fine. Uh, Blair Davenport, the former no Bree P- Bree B Priestley, even oh, for me to oh. Say, Uh yeah, she yeah, yeah. showed up and uh, attacked Indy Hartwell. Okay. Uh, and uh, the NXT uh, UK tag titles have been in the mix on NXT proper uh, because. Um, uh, th- the pretty deadly duo came over and, and lost the belts uh, to uh, Brooks and Jensen in
2: uh, – <sighs> Man, you're just saying words Yeah, I'm, right just, now. Saying
1: names. I'm just, just saying names. You're just saying words. That's, that's what it's like. But, but what I'm saying is that NXT UK champions and most of their known talent have all come over to the U.S., What about Mako Uh,
2: Satomura?
1: uh, With the exception... There's no word on the status of uh, Mako Satomura. Everyone else, though, has either shown up in in NXT proper these past few weeks or has been let go. And the funny part is this is leading to a World's Collide show in just a few weeks. That'll be NXT versus NXT UK airing (laughs) opposite (laughs) All Out. Well, good luck with that, fuckers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So very strange... Uh, but you know the 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 old Papa H vibes are definitely back. He he
2: wants to take on and take out AEW. I think the most notable name of the releases that I saw uh, probably Trent Seven. I mean, he yeah, was Trent
1: Seven for sure was was a big surprise because British Strong Style was like the heart and soul yeah. of uh, of the brand. Um, you also had the former Ben Carter. I forget what his dumbass uh, UK name is. Uh, but Ben Carter worked AEW briefly, really impressed in a match with Scorpio Sky, then mm. flew back over and signed a WWE uh, deal Oops. for NXT UK.
2: So he's out. Sorry. But yeah, uh, Flash Morgan's out. Mark Andrews is out. Yeah, uh, Zia uh, Brookside
1: is gone. Yeah. Um, which is surprising because her
2: dad is a coach. still works there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. It's just weird to be like, oh, we're going to launch a Europe brand, and then you fire everyone based in Europe.
2: Uh, Well, I mean – and I read a a theory uh, online that these releases were to allow – These people to go out, you know, get some more heat back on their names for a couple months and then possibly re-sign once NXT Europe officially launches. Um, But who knows if that's an actual strategy or just people's wishful thinking on Twitter.
1: Fair, fair. Probably the latter. It is probably the (laughs) latter because really where are they going to work at this point? Because the UK indie system is fucking dead. Like, at best you have progress and and they're co-opted anyway. So – what do you got? You got nothing. Uh, you that got that. Big sound of progress. Yeah. It's just, it's just weird. Anyway, uh, Raw was a decent show this week. Uh, the last hour, though, as always, is is a, a real drain. Uh, Asuka and Alexa Bliss uh, defeated Drop and Nikki Ash to progress <laughs> in the women's tag team title tournament. Uh-huh. Um, Asuka and alexa bliss huh that's an interesting combo alexa bliss uh they continued the whole ezekiel bit um where he uh was shown in a hospital bed surrounded by his family members who were clearly all photoshopped
2: versions of ezekiel photoshop comedy man that is the dregs of fucking wwe laughs uh Drew
1: McIntyre and Kevin Owens uh, had a talking segment where they called each other wrestlers and they should wrestle a match.
2: Got the crowd all fired up. Yes. Drew Mac- I mean, Drew, the Drew McIntyre delivered that promo very well. I did yes. watch a clip of that.
1: And it had a very good match, even though it ended in a uh, uh, disqualification. disqualification due to the Usos Shocker. running into the ring.
2: Um, <laughs> so you was- can get Vince McMahon out of WWE. You can't get all of the- uh <laughs> Exactly. All of his uh, his fingerprints yes. washed off that easily.
1: Uh, we continued the build for Seth Rollins' Riddle, uh, which is official for the Clash of the Castle show, which is actually sounding pretty good on paper. Uh, and uh, they had uh, the big U.S. title match between Bobby Lashley and AJ Styles. Bobby Lashley wins in a really good match. So uh, we, we continue to do that. The main event, though, was fucking Dolph Ziggler versus Austin Theory, which – cool. Yeah, no idea why you anyone stayed would up to 11 o'clock for that. Shame on <laughs> yeah, you. Fuck yeah, fuck off. Um, but in terms of the SmackDown show, which was SmackDown 1200, we've had that many wow. episodes of SmackDown, which makes That's sense because it's
2: been on for 20 years. But Did The Rock do a uh, film video introduction? He did not. He did he not. Did
1: not. Okay. Uh, Ronda Rousey's now officially Stone Cold Steve Austin in that she shows up every week, even though she's supposed to be suspended. And security tries to, you know, prevent her from being a part of the show. Toxic- She's supposed to be like some kind of
2: anti-hero sort of thing right now?
1: That That's what it looks like. Okay, um, good
2: luck with that shit.
1: Toxic Attraction ended up defeating Natalya and Sonya Deville as Natalya worked for four in that match.
2: What's a Toxic Attraction?
1: Uh, that would be the Gigi Dolan
2: and uh, JC Dolan. Oh. Oh, yes. wow. Man, my short term memory is fucked.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sami Zayn ended up being the star of the night as they were in Montreal. and Oh, good uh, for him. Yeah. He Got and Reigns huh? had an ongoing storyline all night long because the Usos couldn't come to Canada for some unknown reason. Uh,
2: outstanding warrants or vaccinations?
1: <laughs> DUI. <D-Y. coughs> uh,
2: yeah. <coughs> uh, probation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, there was also there a go.
1: really good Fatal Five Way uh, to get a title <coughs> shot at uh, Gunther's Intercontinental Title. Seamus ends up winning that. It was Seamus, Sami Zayn, Happy Corbin, Madcap Moss, and Ricochet. Um, Ooh,
2: I mean Seamus and Walt. Uh, yeah, Walter uh, should fucking rule. Yes, honestly, those guys this, just beating the shit out of each other. This is what I'm saying. Like on paper, Clash of the Castle could be a really good show. Um, and you got two, you know, UK guys too. Exactly, In the UK. So yeah. yeah, that makes. I mean, as much as I'd love to see Walter toss Ricochet around. Yeah, um, you know, Seamus. Yeah. That's a him and Seamus just up. shit
1: kicking each other. Like I'm, I'm yeah. down for that. Seamus uh, shoots. The Viking Raiders had a Viking funeral pre-tape for the new day because I'm pretty confident Raymond Rowe isn't vaccinated, uh and his wife Sarah Logan was seen briefly during it. So maybe she's another Papa H pick back up. Uh, uh. Uh.
2: Yeah, that's save your money on that one, Paul. uh,
1: But the main event segment was a face to face between Drew and Roman because, of course, they have to build to uh, Clash at the Castle. Sami Zayn ends up eating the uh, Claymore trying to save Roman. He basically dived into it like it was a bullet headed for the president. And uh, again, (laughs) it's a fun show, and they're doing well building things up to what should be a massive pay per view. They've got sixty thousand people. Attending and it's going to be uh, free to air in the UK. It'll be on, on wow. the, uh, I think, BT Sport. Wh- whatever the free sports
2: network is over there, it's okay. be on. So. What's the uh, what's the update with uh, Kooky Spooky Cross? Anything? Uh, anything, he, anything he did about- a pre-tape because, for
1: again, some unknown reason, he couldn't go to Canada. <laughs>
0: uh, he
1: did a pre-tape and it was it was a good promo, even if we still have the same problems with TikTok not really applying to. A, yeah, an hourglass. Hour but, yeah, yeah again, it, it, was, <sighs> it was a good promo, and he's definitely going for whoever wins between
2: Roman and Drew. So, uh, so does the UK not have restrictions on entering, uh, Vax people entering?
1: I, I think it does, and I think that's why Cross isn't
2: on the pay-per-view.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: Just fucking... Just make a mandate that everybody has to take the stick, man. What I agree. The fuck? You are an international touring company. You
1: work for an international touring company. You should be vaccinated. I can't this imagine they like go to Africa and suddenly don't get all their shots. You know,
2: first of all, you just should just be vaccinated regardless.
1: I mean, but yes,
2: clearly. Second of all, Welcome your employer the has left
1: as fuck. Yes, you should be
2: vaccinated. <laughs> yeah. Your employer has within their legal rights, uh, independent contractor or not yeah. to uh, in, make a, uh, a mandate. For, right. for this sort of thing. It's just fucking stupid.
1: No disagreement. It is <sighs> very dumb. And I, I don't understand why they uh, allow this, but, you know, uh, people like Karen cross and Maga the Stallion need to do their thing. <laughs> Pro wrestling had the yep. finals of the G1 climax. Definitely, some twisted turns in the last few days of the tournament, including mm-hmm. the the semifinals uh, being Okada against Tamatanga.
2: Yeah, that was certainly a choice that was made. I mean, I know that they were trying. They're trying to push Tamatanga as a you know a big face now. Uh, but you know, sure, I guess. Oh, even before that. Uh, I'd like to send a special fuck you dedication to El Phantasmo for <laughs> uh, spoiling Shingo's uh, yes, chance of, yeah. of progressing here. Well, we did that so Osprey, Shingo.
1: Could, Osprey could go against Nido and then go to the finals.
2: So, Well, yeah, but they, I, I understand that. But they robbed us of a Shingo Nido match and yet another Shingo Okada match. So that, that is fair. El Phantasmo can. Uh, you know, munch on the uh, gnarliest part of my bung hole for that. So, <laughs>
1: but I did want to ask: Have you watched the finals yet?
2: I watched it this morning. Yeah, for for whatever reason, my body uh, was like, "You're getting up at eight o'clock today, fucker." Um, hey, there you go. So I uh, you know I made a cup of coffee, made some breakfast and then uh, sat down and watched the uh, it was around 30 minutes if'm uh, yeah. if I'm remembering correctly the uh, the champion or the G1 uh, finals between Okada and Osprey. Um, so I have thoughts uh, it's kind of odd to me that Okada won this to be completely honest with you um, and uh, that's no disrespect to okada uh yeah. and and just in watching this match i was thinking to myself man okada definitely is on the mount rushmore i mean he is just an insane um and just a, a crazy crazy skilled pro wrestler uh yeah. from the selling to the stories to his legit toughness because A lot of that like Osprey does not hold back on a lot of shit. Right. And Osprey really was laying in here. Like some of those hook kicks just looked absolutely brutal. Um and there there was a lot of of toughness there. But I feel like, you know, they they did a pretty good job from what I read uh, throughout the tournament of, you know, keeping Osprey up on this uh, you know, this high Mm -hmm. pedestal and he's the US champion, if I'm if I recall correctly, right? As well as a Rev Pro champion. Right. That's yes. Correct. yes. Yes. Um, so there's plenty of time between now and Wrestle Kingdom for him to, uh, you know, lose one if or both of those titles, so you know he wouldn't have to be draped in gold for a title shot at Wrestle Kingdom. Right. But it, I mean, an Okada won last year. It's just, and I don't want to compare it to a John Cena sort of LOL Okada wins yeah. situation. But it kind of seemed like that. It seemed like this was a time, you know, for for Osprey to get the win over Okada, which he really has not done. Maybe maybe once uh, since he he, turned. he
1: has one victory over Okada. Um, yeah,
2: he he for the most part
1: has lost to Okada. Um, I think there are two things in play here um, that that are worth digging into. One is this is the fiftieth anniversary year, and Okada has been doing the like Anoki tribute all year long. So, yeah, you know, but he's already champion. No, he's not. Jay White's oh, that's
2: champ. right, Jay White is. Jay okay. White's
1: champ. So, I understand the idea of building to Okada Jay White as the Tokyo Dome main event, especially with Tokyo Dome being only one night this year. I, okay. I, I understand that logic. And I also understand the logic of having Okada win because he's one behind Chono with this in terms of all time G1 wins. Chono mm-hmm. so, has uh, f- five. So this was number four for Okada, so it's like, okay, you you continue that build of what's left for the god of pro wrestling, Okada, you know, and and one of those things is all-time G1 victories. So you add another, you know, another uh, notch in the belt as you build to Okada J. White in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom, which I admit is not the freshest match in the world, but in terms of... Top to your talent. Match. It is your top face versus your top heel. I get yeah. it. What was definitely interesting, though, about the promo uh, that Osprey did on the road to this match, the match itself, and the post-match is this put Osprey, who had been a massive asshole heel all year long, onto the road to being a huge baby face. Yeah. And I thought it was also interesting how he ran through, like, every possible finisher in the world to try to win and couldn't do it. Yeah, 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 Um, and, and I think that also sort of speaks to the idea of, you know, if you look at what Okada does versus what Osprey does that matches the idea of someone who's skilled at doing these things versus someone who's trying to do anything, even stuff he hasn't necessarily done before to try to right. get the win. Like, I understand the storytelling mm-hmm. aspect of Osprey versus Jay White would be an interesting main event, but I don't know if it's a uh, Tokyo Dome main event. I don't know if it two two guys. You know, yeah. I, I don't think it would play in Japan internationally. Yeah, but yeah, I I, I get it because really your only other option at that point would be doing Naito Jay White, and I feel like for as much as fans still love Naito, it, that would still be a step down.
2: Work work rate wise, yeah, Naito is is on the uh, twilight of his career.
1: Yeah, he he's in that phase that a lot of veteran New Japan talent go through, where it's like he will coast when he can coast, when he needs to yeah. dial it up, he'll dial it up. He dialed it up against Osprey, he dialed it up against ZSJ, but for a, or, or, yeah, CSJ, uh for a lot of the tournament, he was just sort of coasting. Shirt on Naito, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which I get. I, I mean, look, work smart, not hard. Yeah. Um, you know, you killed yourself for this tournament uh, A few weeks ago uh, The Access show Was re- running back the I think it was a 2016 final with uh, Omega and uh, Naito okay. And dude fucking Killed himself for that final Like, that's yeah. one of the most insane and brutal matches I've ever watched, and, and, you know, running it back In 2022, holds up But you can kind of see, oh, this is Why he's he's kind of broken at this point Yeah Um. So at that point who do you go against jay white it's got to be okada i i mean i know you're a big shingo guy i'm a big shingo guy as well but he hasn't he's never been and maybe it's because he's never been put in the position he's never been the guy like okada's been
2: oh uh, yeah i mean I, is part of that maybe because he's not a new japan original i mean do they kind of book according to that way i mean yeah he was champ last year yeah. but it was like you know he was he was trying to Carry the company on his back during a fucking pandemic, which is, you know, a big ask. And he did pretty well. I mean, absolutely. Uh, For for what it was, he did a good job. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess that makes sense. But, you know, and then another side of the coin is, you know, Okada's wife just just pooped out a baby. So now he's going on paternity leave and missing the next tour. Yeah. So you can't really follow up on the momentum of him winning the tournament either.
1: Right. Right. He's he's going to be gone for a few weeks. And honestly, I think everyone and their brother is going to step away from New Japan for a few weeks, even if the shows are <laughs> running. So I, I get it. Um, it, It's just, yeah. Okada winning is not the most thrilling or innovative choice. Yeah, uh, it's it's just one of the things where you go, uh, okay. What what I think is more compelling is some of the matches that were set up. You know, us getting Okada, Jonah, round two, uh, us getting uh, you know, uh, like help. Fucking Jay White dropped a fall to Tamatanga. That's gonna yeah. be on a big fall show. Can yeah. Tamatanga step up? You know, there there there's definitely for for what they have in hand right now, and New Japan's been dealt not the best hand, I think they are building interesting and compelling stories. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, it's, it's not, you know, the the New Japan of 2019, 2020, early 2020.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, no, that's true, that's true. But, you know, it doesn't look like Kabushi's coming back anytime soon, if at all. No, um, so that's that's another, you know, argument uh, uh, weapon taken out of the arsenal of roster for for new Japan there so you know maybe uh you know there was some new a little bit of new blood trickled in with mm-hmm. G1 this year mm-hmm. I mean Lance Archer came back he had Tom Waller in there they aforementioned Jonah um and you know the the best of super juniors had a couple new uh you know Ace Austin and Alex Zane yeah, um, who got
1: super over I mean Yuta was over there and he he, get, he did okay but like Alex yeah, Zane is super over in Japan now so, you know, which I, I guess makes sense
2: because they love big, colorful characters. Exactly. It's, it's what
1: made Juice Juice a few years yeah. ago.
2: Yuta is not much of a, a colorful no. character.
1: No, he, he's, he's a pre- guy. He's pretty
2: bland on paper, but he's a hell of a fucking wrestler.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but what was also revealed is New Japan uh, coming to New York for a pay-per-view in October. They will blissfully not be working uh, the Hammerstein Ballroom. Mm -hmm. They will be at a venue called Palladium Times Square, uh, which also used to be known as the old
2: Best Buy Theater.
1: Yes, it is the old Best Buy Theater, the PlayStation Theater uh, after that, it is now Palladium Times Square. And what is most interesting is uh, they announced that uh, there will be uh, a stardom presence on the show as well. So before the big November crossover show, uh, they will be on a shared pay-per-view in the U.S. in October. Cool. Will your boys head to New York? We'll see. We'll see what the card looks like and and how life pans out. Uh, Right now? Need those Patreon subscriptions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if you want a roughhouse road trip, uh, for the love of God, Uh, please uh, reach out to us. But speaking of things that were sponsored. (laughs) AEW Dynamite brought to you by tonight's debut of House of the Dragon on HBO Max, a right, show so. that they are pushing so hard. My wife was watching HGTV yesterday while she uh, rests up her knee, and they had CG dragons just flying across the screen in the middle of <laughs> Good Bones.
2: All right, so before we talk into the actual show, uh, yes. I need to uh, get get a gauge on your, your temperature of excitement for, for House of the Dragons. I think it
1: looks good. I will not be watching it tonight when it goes up on HBO Max. I will read okay. people's responses Monday morning, and if it if it sounds good, I'll watch it Monday night. Okay, all right. That's all where right. I'm at with it. What about you?
2: I'm uh, probably going to watch tonight. Okay. Um, okay. You know, for you know, there was a lot said and think pieces for days of uh, the finale, the last season of Game of Thrones proper. Yeah. So. I feel like, you know, the new showrunners have kept that in mind and are really trying to uh, correct course here. Also, you know, and I know, like, you know, it's not like there's one guy, well, there is one guy in charge of uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, but he's not the one approving storylines and shit like that. Uh, But I will say, uh, whereas the third season of Westworld was an unintelligible. I'll be a beautiful mess. The fourth season was a lot of fucking fun. So I see. I've they heard, kinda that, corrected I heard that, but uh, I also heard that that the finale this year was garbage. I wouldn't call it garbage. I okay. I didn't think it was bad. It okay. uh, it seemed to me more like a series than a season finale. Gotcha. Uh, to be honest, but um, you know, and from what I read. Uh, afterwards, a fifth season has not yet been confirmed, especially with everything going on at Warner Brothers Discovery. I can't imagine Westworld being on the cheaper side of things to produce. I mean, they shot at the fucking Hoover Dam and had to, <laughs> you know. Uh, Hope this you year. guys so didn't like
1: cartoons because uh, they're not a yeah. thing right now. Uh, well, the Harley Quinn show is going strong uh, yeah, for now. Well, we'll see for, if it gets if it gets renewed. Um,
2: Fine. I like that show.
1: But yeah, uh, I I will see what the response is to uh, House of the Dragon, and uh, if it's good, I will give it a spin. It's not like the Lord of the Rings show where I
2: will be watching that um, as soon as possible on September (laughs) second. My hype is growing for that, and I feel like... Lord of the Rings is doing a better job of building a Game of Thrones esque show than Game of Thrones is, <laughs> to be honest with you. Because I'm definitely getting more Thrones vibe than than uh Lord of the Rings of vibe the Rings. watching yeah, these no, trailers. And I'm okay with that. I mean, yeah, if you can yeah. blend them well enough, the lore of Tolkien, with the uh, the feel and grit of Game of Thrones, then you know, then then rock on. Um so I'm I'm my my hype is 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 uh, increasing more for that than, than Thrones. Plus, I just finished listening to the uh, Two Towers audiobook, so I'm, I'm deep in you're, you're, deep
0: you're, in the rings right up.
2: now. You're yeah, thrown
1: up, ready to go. So yeah. uh, Dynamite kicked off with the aforementioned CM Punk promo. Um, then he called out John Moxley. Uh, in doing so, he called out Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston, of course, tweeting, Of course, that
2: cunt says shit when I'm not there. Thanks, Eddie. I'm surprised, I'm surprised Tony didn't make him put that or at least change it to not say cunt. I mean, yeah. like I personally love that word. Um yeah. but that's you know that's a bit maybe a bit harsh in this yes. situation. Yes. I mean I granted there's some beef there, but yeah. man.
1: Uh but they brawled and then AEW security came out, including Ace Steel, who I didn't realize was employed by AEW. Uh, who's that? Uh Ace Steel came up with uh punk and cabana. He he trained. Ah. Gotcha. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs backstage talking about Ricky Starks. Said he didn't need friends. And his problem with Ricky Starks was simple. Ricky Starks told the people he didn't care about losing. That is the most justified heel turn ever.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's... it's Perfectly logical. Excuse me. And, um, I thought the promo was delivered pretty well. Yeah. Hobbs was so look, great on the mic. I don't know where that yeah. came from. Good on you, Hobbs. Looking forward to, uh, to big things. And, you know, that match, uh, I'm, we're imagining it happens at all out. Uh, yeah. should be fucking great. Chris Jericho
1: joined commentary, unfortunately. Ugh. And, had, uh, The Battle of the Dragons. It was the American Dragon Brian Danielson against the Dragon Slayer, Red Death Daniel Garcia, with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat as guest timekeeper in a two out of three falls match.
2: Yeah.
1: Love dragons. This match, absolutely fucked. This ruled so hard. Uh, This this is everything I want out of... Between this and the main event, this is everything I want out of pro wrestling. I know a lot of people are down on AEW. Like, look, I, I'm not gonna lie. Rampage is kind of a mess these days. Uh, the the undercard isn't hot. Uh, the women's division feels like a fucking joke. But when AEW is on, there's nothing like it. And between this match and the main event, like, I was in heaven.
2: Yeah, it was this good match shit, man.
1: Was so good. Danielson and Garcia beat the absolute piss out of each other.
2: The Garcia's strikes, really good.
1: The, I the mean, chops. he's very, very good. And he's put on a lot of muscle, too. Like yeah. I, I know I know I was a big Garcia guy from the jump. Justin has come on and, and kind of shit on him uh in, in his repeatedly. Uh, on, yes. on his soapbox appearances, but I think Garcia's tightening up not only his look, but his in ring skill and God damn, was that crowd ready for a baby face turn at the end?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, it certainly seems like that's what's going to happen, and yeah. I'm here for it. I mean, you don't need that many people in JAS. So no. if if Garcia leaves, you have Sammy there, you got 2.0, uh, you, you got uh, fucking, fucking inner circle, Hager, but with yeah. two Canadians instead of Bariquas. That's pretty much what I yeah. got. <laughs> yeah, and you know, fine. I mean, yeah. just, you know, anyway, just did, keep. Keep, keep Garcia away from Jericho. Danielson won two to one.
1: Post-match, Garcia goes to uh, get a handshake. Or, sorry, uh, Danielson goes to give a handshake to Garcia. Jericho attacks Danielson, uh, which Garcia shows him off. And the crowd, bless him, chants, you're a wrestler at him. Yeah. I have to say, with the changes in the competition, I don't know how long the sports entertainer vibe is going to continue to work for the JAS because that's just not a thing anymore now
2: yeah well I also think it's run front course you know even if WWE was still WWE from three months ago that that whole thing has run its course yeah. and I'm 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 over it
1: swerving our glory and private party were backstage cutting a promo against each other to put over their tag title match on rampage I loved this all four of those guys were really fun mocking each other uh, yeah, Keith Lee silently holding up the piece of gum for Mark Quinn. Uh good shit. Really my only complaint was at no point did Keith Lee call uh private party young blood. That that's really what I would have gone uh, <laughs> for there. Yeah, fair, fair. Pretty decent, Tony Neese came out but was immediately murdered by John Moxley,
2: who almost murdered himself along the way. I absolutely love this. I love <laughs> the fact that, you know, Mox is still so fired up from that yeah. pull apart. And he just interrupts another match. That's yeah. some good shit right there.
1: Yeah. Uh, Mox wants to fight CM Punk. Punk comes out. The officials come out again. Claudio and Yuta come out to hold back Moxley. Claudio picks up Mox like he's a grumpy baby. <laughs> yep. Beautiful. There, there's a there's a gorgeous meme going around comparing uh, how – how Mox prevents people from getting into fights versus how yeah. Mox gets prevented from getting into a fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't even notice it at the time, but when uh, uh, Kingston Eddie was Kingston. getting in the face of Danielson, all Mox did was just kind of hold his foot out a little bit
2: yep. to try yep. to stop
3: Kingston.
2: <laughs> Wait, stop. Don't. <laughs>
1: yeah, don't. Don't do it. No, not not violence. Anything but yeah. that. Meanwhile, Claudio's just holding up Mox like he's a baby. <laughs> it's gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> Jericho and 2.0, we're backstage. Jericho says he wants a face-to-face next week with Garcia, which thankfully mm-hmm. was not called like a JAS interface sponsored by Labco or whatever.
0: It,
2: w- it, w- it will be. <laughs> yeah. by, by Wednesday's time, it will, be sponsor- it will be sponsored and have a stupid name that Jericho came up with while taking a shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he needs to know whose side you're on. Then Ricky Steamboat walked up, said that uh, Garcia's coming to his own. He doesn't need Jericho. Uh, Danielson would be the better choice to mentor him. But then Jeff Parker got in Steamboat's face. The Steamboat gave him the chop!
2: Sure did. Old man Steamboat rocking the dad jeans.
1: Dad jeans and the hearing aid. Oh, I didn't catch that. Wow. Yeah, age comes for us all, Chris. It comes for us all. Yeah,
2: Father Time is undefeated.
1: Take me now! The Gun Club murdered the Varsity Blondes in, like, 30
2: seconds. Okay. Yeah, fine. It got us to point B, so... You know, I I really don't care much about either of those teams, but uh, they, you know, have turned on their father.
3: Yes, uh,
1: officially, because post-match, Billy said he was proud of his sons. They hugged, but out comes Stokely, which means Austin and Colton attack their dad. Then the Acclaim run down, chasing the gun club away. And then the moment the fans were waiting for, Bowen held out the fingers and screamed into a microphone, scissor
2: me daddy ass. Man, is that on a T-shirt? It has to be on a T-shirt, right? I don't think it is. I think so far How can it not that not be one? on a T-shirt? Yeah, this is the greatest catchphrase of 2022.
1: Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. If Redeem These Nuts is on a fucking T-shirt. Right? Yes. Uh, Scissor Me Daddy ass is not. Yeah. Uh, there was a video promo r- recapping the whole thing with uh, Wardlow and these assholes. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mm -hmm. Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Sottenham said they uh, were were coming for them and they wanted a trios match at All Out. As much as I hate Jay Lethal, uh, I got to say Sanjay Dutt is a killer heel spokes guy. He's, oh, he's, he's scrappy he's He's really good at it. He's he's yeah, awesome. Yeah,
2: he's yeah. he's just a little guy who just gets all animated and bobbing his head around, and loses his pencil, and just gets all fired up. Yeah, no, I'm I'm for it. But don't let Sottenham talk. And no, uh, no, very much looking forward to him getting power bombed at yeah. all out. Uh, Death Triangle, we're backstage talking shit about the United
1: Empire. I think we're gonna get a Pac Osprey singles match soon.
2: Please and thank you.
1: Because they were putting over on the G1 commentary that Osprey is the real All-Atlantic champion because uh, he has all those UK belts.
2: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So I feel
1: all like right. that's, that's coming. Now, granted, if you want me to tell you what else Pac said, I couldn't tell you because he has the thickest fucking Geordie accent.
2: <laughs> and
1: uh, I, I worked with that accent for like four years. And even I yeah. break that down for you.
2: There was a, uh, a lovely little, um, I don't remember, I think maybe Penta tweeted it out, or maybe it was his in, on his Instagram, of like um, a little behind the scenes before they went live for that promo. Mm-hmm. And, and Pac and Penta just kind of standing there, you know, pacing, getting hyped up, and like, yeah. you know, showing some, uh, some brotherly affection towards each other kind of melted my heart. Aww, Death Triangle girl. for life.
1: Jungle Boy came out and cut a promo live, which died a thousand deaths i'm sorry jack you ain't ready yet to be out there he, so well long.
2: yeah they wadded the fuck out of him, which doesn't help that you know yeah. that still exists but he did not recover very well no no
1: but uh they recovered overall because once christian came out it went well, straight sure. into violence and uh christian's concussion focused head uh, got bounced against the steel steps a few dozen times. So, uh, yep. here's to you, Christian, may you have forgotten all of elementary math for that segment. <laughs> Wardlow and FTR were backstage. Uh, long story short, they're still the pinnacle and, uh, they're going to take out lethal Sanjay and Sottenham and the trio. Yeah, they just dropped the uh, dead weight out. and,
2: uh, the leader. Uh, yeah. You know? uh, I mean, and- it, if Sean Spears shows up, I'm going to. Lose my shit. In yes, the not in a good way.
1: way. Yeah, you're yeah. you're not going to be doing cartwheels in your living room like I did when a, a certain Canadian showed up in the main yeah, event. No, uh,
2: if that ha- if Sean spear shows up, I will mail a turd to Tony Khan. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. That's right. Uh,
1: Straight to Daly's place, FedEx Express. Dax is going to go against Jay Lethal next week, which should be a fine should match. Be a but, fine match. But God damn it there are like a dozen people on the roster who are as talented as Jay Liesel and have significantly less sexual assault accusations against them. Yeah. yeah, And also don't just feel like an absolute devoid hole of charisma. So maybe we can like use them in the future.
2: Yeah. I'm hoping that after all out
1: these assholes go away. Like why isn't Liam Moriarty on TV? Why isn't Dante Martin on
2: TV? Why is the Miro and House of Black shit relegated to Rampage? Yes! Yes! You know? Christ. But speaking I mean, of I things know. that make me mad,
1: yeah. Tony yeah. Storm against Kylan King. Okay. So Kylan King back for the first time in ages in uh-huh. AEW. I don't know if she's getting signed, but she's going to be on Dynamite again this coming week. Okay. This match was fine. And we're getting her versus Tony, which is fine. Or, or, or sorry, we're getting Tony versus uh, Rosa, which is fine. Yeah. The crowd did not give a fuck.
2: Why would they? They knew that Tony storm was going to win.
1: And that's the thing. There is nothing compelling about the women's division right now. I don't know what it is about Rosa, but it feels like since she's won the belt, it's been an anchor. She, uh-huh. she doesn't feel half as compelling as she did prior no to winning the title. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's, there's, there's no, there's no excitement there. And then, mm-hmm. The with the exception of the one time recently they tried doing that tag match at eight thirty, which then ate shit in the ratings, they always put it on in this fucking nine twenty, nine thirty death spot. It's one match and no one gives a shit. I mean, hell, even if I look at the TBS side of things, yeah, I'm sure Chris Statlander, you know, getting injured kind of fucked things up a bit. Mm -hmm. But like Okay, it's Jade and the baddies against Athena. A fucking Gan. Like, there was a time not that long ago where you could go, it's not great, but it's better than what's on WWE.
2: Where's Ruby Soho?
1: Yeah, Ruby Soho fucking worked Dark Elevation. She did a mixed tag match with her and Ortiz against two random local jobbers. Wow. Yeah. That's a bummer. Why? Why? And and the thing is for a company that months ago you could say and and again I'm I'm not trying to say I'm I'm anti AEW at this point cuz I I live and breathe that fucking company. I love it every week it is the wrestling show. I schedule my week around. They now have in WWE and in Triple H running WWE a company that basically just needs to take them from a 3 to a 6.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And drastically improved the show, and they're getting real close. Mm-hmm. And I will say AEW that is a show that's gone from, like, an eight or a nine many weeks to a seven.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not really uh, finding many holes in your argument there. <laughs> and it doesn't help that Rampage is absolutely
1: missable. Yeah. And when you have, you know a women's division that you are supposedly focused on.
2: There's no focus. They, they can't even say that with a straight face anymore.
1: Right. Like nothing happens in it. And it is a, a 15 minute period of your show where people can just
2: not care. Like I, I mean, and she may be back in Japan. Uh, I'm not sure where she is. Uh, Nyla Rose has been, MIA she is for, back in the
1: States. She, she won a belt in Japan and just came back to the U S she's, She's also on Dark Elevation this week.
2: Okay, I mean, As you have is these former champions. What about like Rio? Uh, like, yeah, Rio, I think is in Japan. But I, okay. again, what? Why is any
1: of this happening the way that it is? Meanwhile, on the other show, fucking Dakota E. O. and Bailey are one of the top acts on Raw.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the, you know. I don't know if Tony's just worn too thin and just doesn't care about it. I don't know if Kenny's absence uh, over the past couple months has had uh, a hand in the, the women's division faltering. I'm, I'm not sure. But Kenny's back. Yeah, damn right he is. And that was
1: the main event of the evening. It was the Young Bucks and a mystery partner against La Faction Ingobernable, LFI of Andrade El Idolo, Rouge, and
2: Dragonly. Our final dragon of the evening. Yes.
1: And uh, surprise, surprise. Bucks come out. Then Brandon Cutler with a gigantic beard. I don't know when that popped up. I missed that. Uh, He has a gigantic beard. He hands a piece of paper to Justin Roberts. And, of course, Justin Roberts has an elongated intro explaining this man is a multi-time, never-open-weight six-man champion, a KOD six-man champion. Many times he's been into the airport in North Carolina. Uh It was indeed Kenny Omega. Kenny comes out flanked by Don Callis and Michael Nakazawa, but more interestingly, wearing a compression shirt and a shoulder brace. Yeah. And the match that followed absolutely fucking ruled, but had a very interesting ongoing story, which is Kenny came back too soon.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was definitely a, a major story point throughout the match. He yeah. wasn't able to pull off the the you can't escape and yes. um, uh, a couple other things where he was just just and he got beat up too. Yeah, and amazing timing, by the way.
1: I don't know if you noticed, he went into the you can't escape as soon as the you still got It chance started. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I thought that just was guess. yeah that that was a, a gorgeous bit of storytelling. I think Omega really is a hundred percent, but the story is going to be that he's not sure because yeah. you know they there was a moment in each spot of the match where it was like oh he can't do this because of the shoulder he can't do this because of the knee he can't do this because of the hernia like yeah. they they laid it on a little thick but it it was, it was masterfully executed he, right he and jr's very,
2: commentary didn't help
1: that's that's true that's true but uh lfi looked like absolute ass beaters in this match yeah including dragging Lee during his suicide tope 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 suicide tope to the floor uh, where yeah. a very lucky fan in the front row got a Kenny Omega to take home
0: yeah yeah Good that was, God.
2: Uh, he had some distance on that that was that was beautiful i mean i love watching him do that shit that is it is it's that and um i don't even know if he does it anymore uh what is his name now um King Cuerno. what is he in uh, A Fantasma, uh, El Hijo de Fantasma? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh uh Santos Escobar, who by the way lost a Loser Leaves NXT match this week, so he's probably going oh, so to be
2: popping up on the main roster cool. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know if he still does his uh, arrow, uh he tope. uh Tope, but he does. okay, good. Yeah. But yeah, those those are two two of the best topes in the biz right there, Buzz Bud. Buzz, buzz, yeah. Buzz, um, buzz.
1: But uh, just a great match. Uh, fucking Nick Jackson and Dragon Lee in the ring together was yeah. gorgeous. Uh, o- Omega had awesome chemistry with both Andrade and Roosh, by the way. They, they look great, too.
2: Is there a history that I miss between Dragon Lee and Kenny Omega? Because at the end of the match, after Omega hit the One Winged Angel on him, he kind of like uh, said something to him uh, very appreciatively uh, as Dragon Lee was laying on the uh, on the ring. Not that I
1: can think of. Uh, okay, I don't think they've had a match before. I know that the big hold up in terms of dragon Lee getting signed to AEW was that the bucks were kind of iffy about him after he broke Hiromu's neck oh Which I mean makes sense because that was a new Japan US show that the bucks and Kenny were you know headlining sure on.
2: sure um yeah. Uh, you know, just say, don't do that move. Yeah. Yeah. but uh, <laughs> Which should be, you know, that that nobody should do that move.
1: No, the, the most unfortunate bit of all of this was that uh, the post match angle had to happen in like 20 seconds because somebody went long, probably punk. Uh, somebody went long. So they had to had to roosh to the finish. Um, yeah. So now,
2: was this a planned angle, you think? Because I'm hearing this people say that it angle. was not. Okay, This, this all was
1: right. indeed a planned angle. It's just they had to execute it very quickly. So the the match ended with Omega absolutely murdering Dragon Lee with a V-Trigger and yeah. hitting a not quite clean one-wing angel, which, again, all selling, all planned. Sure. Uh, gets the three count on that, and then post-match, while uh, the Elite are celebrating – uh Andrade and roosh uh decide to beat down Dragon Lee, take
2: uh, his mask. Yeah, they and, yeah.
1: uh Andrade hits the um the leg hook DDT and mm-hmm. it pops the mask off and they take the mask away. I I assume Dragon Lee will be back in AEW to face them as a face. Yeah, I'm for it. Yeah, let's go. No, I mean, it's <laughs> he's a hell of a talent. Uh yeah, like, wa- watching him Again, there have been many moments in AEW's history which have been surreal. Watching Dragon
2: Lee on TBS is certainly one of them. Throw a, you know, bring in Bandito and do a Dragon Lee Bandito uh, tag team against Andrade and um, LaRouche. And I'm, uh, you know, or even um, who's the other? uh, They have Ray Horace or had Ray Horace in Ring Uh, of Honor and and, uh, And uh, Flamita. And Yeah, and Laredo Kid, too. There's all these luchadors out there that, you know, you can or find the park. Or fucking Vikingo.
1: With. Like, let's get him in. Yeah. Let's fucking go there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, on Friday. I didn't <laughs> <laughs> want well, all, doesn't it? Uh, show kicks off. I was obliterated
2: the, out of my mind by 10 p.m. on Friday. So That's fair.
1: Claudio had himself uh, opening promo uh, he wanted to issue an open challenge for the Ring of Honor World Championship, and that was accepted by Dustin Rhodes. They will be facing okay. each other for the Ring of Honor title uh, next week.
2: Uh huh. Sure. I I think it will be an
1: awesome match.
2: I just I I mean, sure. I just don't care about Dustin Rhodes in 2022. <laughs> I get it. Well, as we said, with all this entire roster that they have, that's what you come up with. Yeah. Okay.
1: Ruby Soho and Ortiz uh want to match with Sammy Guevara and Tay Mello. She's going by her uh her birth next, name.
2: Yeah. Uh okay. That's what she goes by in 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 uh Triple A, right?
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's what she's going by now in the AEW as well. Uh, okay. So it looks like that's going to be coming up next week. Uh Swerve and our Glory defeated private party in a really fun match. Um Then uh, the factory were backstage with Lexi Nair. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs flips out on them, and uh, he was pissed that the factory didn't take out Ricky Starks, but QT Marshall swore, hand to God, that he will take out Ricky Starks. Okay. Hook defended the FTW title against Zach Clayton in 20 seconds.
2: (laughs) To be honest, that's about uh, 17 seconds too long.
1: And afterwards, would you like to guess what duo popped up saying they would like shots at the FTW title?
2: Uh, what duo? No, I don't even want to guess. Just tell me. Matt
1: Menard and Angelo Parker 2.0. Fucking
2: hell. Okay.
1: So it looks like uh, Angelo Parker will be next. Um, and uh, we're going to get Billy Gunn uh, against... Uh, Austin Gunn, or sorry, Colton Gunn next week uh, on Dynamite. So there was a promo from Billy Gunn about that. Uh, They showed the uh, Andrade and Rush angle again. We had a standby match because the hook match was so short. So it was Buddy Matthews murdering (laughs) Sepentico. Okay. post-match, Miro comes out and brawls with uh, uh, Buddy Buddy. Matthews. And he's, he's yelling, where's the Pagan? I want the Pagan.
2: Love it, yeah. Uh,
1: Lexi Nair. I mean, oh, sorry, to, be, to be
2: fair, like there's the Malachi and Miro match will fucking rule, but really the money's on Brody and fucking Miro. Let's go.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that that will absolutely rule. I feel like All Out though, it's probably gonna be Brody, uh, yeah, Brody Buddy and Malachi against Sting, Darby and Miro. Okay. Lexi Nair was backstage with Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, and Reba, and. Britt Baker said that she's not going to be on the pay per view, she guessed. So she's going to watch Thunderstorm implode. Wee. All right. Athena defeated Penelope Ford post match. The baddies attacked Athena. Jade Cargill hits Athena with a sledgehammer. And then. Uh, Is that a
2: move or an actual sledgehammer?
1: An actual sledgehammer. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then Cargill. Uh, decided to uh, smash those entrance wings of Athena with the hammer. Uh, (laughs) Nerd. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Then uh, That's a uh, a lot crammed into an hour fucking show. Jesus. The main event was Best Friends defeating the Trustbusters to continue on in the
2: AEW Trios title tournament. Um, So that'll put them against the Elite. Uh uh Or are they on the other side?
1: They're on the other side. They they will be facing the winners of House of Black and Dark Order, which will be next week on Rampage.
2: Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so but yeah, the the House of Black versus Best Friends. That'll be fun. Uh in,
1: in theory, I, I still don't know if uh we're we're gonna get a, a Dark Order run in this. Um but the uh full lineup for Dynamite next week is as follows uh death triangle versus united empire which is yes. a fuck uh dax harwood versus Jay lethal colton gunn okay. versus billy gunn we're gonna hear from mm-hmm. ricky starks we're going to have brit baker against kylan king and then for the undisputed world championship cm punk versus john moxley i gotta ask you
2: chris where do you think this goes I think this is a no contest and they blow it off at the pay per view.
1: Uh, I'm inclined to agree, even though AEW is typically the type to deliver on something. I'm going to go with double count out and they do it in a cage in Chicago. Okay. All right yeah i don't
2: i don't hate that as long as there's no exploding tvs we should be okay yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is the bane of of john moxley's uh wrestling cage matches is exploding not our spooky hologram
1: no spooky hologram oh jesus christ yeah what a no prey wire plants. runs
2: in god the internet was uh, so happy on that one well if he if he's running down with a hot dog cart then it's perfect <laughs> never forget <laughs>
0: The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at roughhousesgw, at facebook.com slash the Podcast, and at patreon.com slash the Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, roughhouse redos, and roughhouse divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts subscribe motherfuckers this is the The rough house rough house uh podcast with justin and christoph that's it fuck christoph he's terrible with his information okay hey this is the rock shut your mouth jabronis, and listen up because this is the rough house podcast with marty and my least favorite man on the planet christoph this episode of the rough house is brought to you by lance archer's new restaurant everybody dines. That's right. When you walk through the front doors of Lance Archer's, everybody dines. You're going to get just that. The opportunity to dine. And if you happen to dine a dash, you will die. Jake the Snake Roberts will grab you out front, pull you back inside, shove a crack pipe in your kid's mouth, piss in a bucket, as Lance Archer proceeds to tear you apart piece by piece. At Lance Archer's, everybody dines. I have everything. Try the tomahawk murderhawk steak, as well as the mohawk chicken tenders for the little kids. That's right. At Lance Archer's, everybody dines. You dine. I dine. We all dine. Everybody dines. At Lance Archer's, everybody dines.